Good morning, Northgate. Good Sunday morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Welcome to our video service this morning. We have some things planned, like last week we're going to worship the Lord together. Have some greetings from the body. Have some video announcements. Then Caleb's going to share a little bit about India. We're going to have a word of endurance, a word about endurance to encourage us this morning. We're so thankful that God is in the midst of everything, good or bad, and we're going to bless and worship him this morning. Let's just pray and get going. So Lord Jesus, thank you that you are good and that your presence is with us, whether we are at home or meeting together, you are faithful and that you are with us. So we will rejoice and give praise for Jesus. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be working in the next few minutes to encourage us as we see others, we hear testimony, and we hear from your word, Lord. Just bless this time. I pray this in your precious name. Amen. Brokenness and pain 
a storm came. <laughs> and they saw Jesus sleeping down below. They woke him up and said, save us, we're going to sink. Waves are going over the boat. And Jesus came up on board and looked and the waters were calm then. And they were all amazed, how could he do this? Who is this guy? He said, ye have little faith. Anyway, stories in Mark, chapter 4, verse 35. We miss you. Love you all. How you doing, Northgate? We're on the Tay River. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello from the Marshalls, from Sophia and Bruno and Aaliyah and me and our new baby that's on the way. And... Uh, yeah, I, we're happy that everyone is taking the situation seriously, that it's important, but we also, you know, miss everybody and going to church. And so just have fun <laughs> and have as much fun as you can and keep Work. keep working. Yeah, keep working and uh, God bless you and We'll see you maybe in a Zoom meeting or something, and we'll talk later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello, Northgate, friends and family. Um, I'm good. To, it's good to be back here in Canada. Thank you for so much for your prayer support as I came back. Um, I remember my dad sent out an update with the flight cancellation. Actually, what happened was we were booked for March 24th, but unfortunately, the airline canceled right before um, our flight, uh, the day of our flight which we had shifted to the 22nd. And so it was a mad scramble to try to get on a last minute flight out of Mumbai. But thankfully we were able to get on one and so I am now back. Um, the last week was really good. We spent time teaching in the BCC, uh, which I was able to do. The BCC is a um, Bible school for students all over India to come to and to learn more about God's word in a period of three months. And so I was able to teach on the book of John, which was really um, a privilege to do. And so. Now being back in Canada, um, I'm going to be helping with the online work with YWAM um, because we're not allowed to gather in large numbers like most YWAM bases do. Um, we now have shifted to online and so a lot of what I'll be doing now is with the online school. Um, but I'll still be able to be grading students in their work um, with the Bible school and also to help mentor them as well. Um, also I'll be helping here a little bit at Northgate with the videos while I'm here. Um, so thank you again so much for all your support and I have written also a little letter as well just to share a little bit about um, what's happened in India and to also share pictures. So thank you. Bye. Thank you Dodds for doing those announcements for us. It's great to see those greetings as well. You guys are so creative in uh, presenting your greetings to the church. They've been fun to watch these last couple of weeks. Just a quick note to just to pay attention on Wednesdays. We put out a, a little midweek encouragement. The idea is to focus on discipleship, how we can encourage each other. Last week we talked about the discipline of confession and how important that is in our lives. So just, uh, yeah, look for your email, check that out, and uh, be encouraged to practice. I try to put in there each week something we can practice. So whether that's getting our racing thoughts under control or confessing one to another, as it would say in James 5. And this week we're going to talk about how to get into God's Word. So just encourage you to look for that and to share all our resources. Maybe you have friends who 
uh, aren't attending church, just send them the email or point them to the Facebook page. We just want to be an encouragement to the body of Christ. We're going to get into God's Word now, so let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you would anoint your Word. Just encourage us today with your truth and your goodness and what you say. Lord, we need to hear from you, especially in times like this. We need to hear what your Word says. Steady us and help us to persevere. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. So this week I was thinking about the word endurance. I was in a meeting on Tuesday with a group of pastors via Zoom, obviously not gathering together. And one of the words from one of the pastors in town was he's noticed that people are hitting a little bit of a wall. It's almost like the first wall in regards to this pandemic. At the beginning, it almost seemed that it wasn't going to last as long and there was a little bit of novelty about what we were going through. But people are starting to realize that this is going to last. And the news is telling us it's going to be weeks and months until we see some things come back to normal. I personally would say, yeah, I encountered that myself. A little bit of a wall coming into the middle to the end of the week you know, doing church and calling people and recording videos, just doing so many uh, for CCA Chapel in the midweek and Sunday. It was a, a great beginning and it was new, but now it's almost like, wow, this is a lot of work. This is going to be a long time. This is going to be a challenge. And I started to think, wow, we certainly have need of endurance, to keep going, to keep fighting, to to keep faithful. And this is nothing new in the scriptures, as you might know. So I just wanted to share a few verses and encourage you with that thought. And maybe you've hit the, the wall this week. Maybe you're going to hit it next week. Maybe it's something else in your life. It's not the isolation or the loneliness or the difference of life. It could be something completely different. But I think we all, at times, have need of endurance. How do we keep going? Maybe you're a runner or a jogger and you know that as you get going. Maybe you've done a long race or a long run or maybe it's something else that you're working at. And in the middle of the project, it seems so difficult. It seems, why? This is getting hard. But God would tell us today to endure. So I thought of the book of uh, Hebrews this morning and I just want to share a few thoughts from that book. The verse that keeps popping into my mind is in chapter 10 and it's uh, verse 35 and 36 where it says this, therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward for you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God you may receive the promise and how true that is in life that we have this need of endurance. But just a little context and history of the book, which will help us to know why uh, the author is saying this. Some think it's Paul, so I might refer to that accidentally. It could have been someone else. We don't really know. But the Hebrews were Jewish Christians. That's what uh, we are taught. They uh, came to know Jesus, but they're on a journey and they're very close to turning back to the rituals of the Jewish faith, the sacrifices, to turn back away from Jesus. So the author is encouraging them and telling them, no, keep going, 
Keep going with Christ. Don't turn back maybe to the things that you can see, the things you can feel, but go back to what you know is truth. And he says you have need of endurance because they were being very heavily persecuted for what they believed. You see, they turned from their Jewish roots and I'm sure because of that, they faced much persecution. And we know like Paul in the book of Acts, he faced much persecution from the Jewish people uh, who were upset that many people were turning to Christ in the message he was bringing. So these who have come to know Christ now are being persecuted and are thinking of turning back. And the whole book, the author is just saying, here's why you shouldn't turn back in regards to what Jesus is and who he is and what he's done. And he says, you have need of endurance. Keep going. Don't give up. Don't cast away your confidence, your great reward, eternity. Don't turn back. You have need of endurance, but keep doing the will of God that you will receive the promise. Now, I think we can apply that in our lives too. In the midst of any struggle or challenge or, hey, these events right now. The reality is we need endurance to keep going. But what can we learn from this book maybe to apply to our lives if we're feeling a bit tired or we're hitting the wall or when we do, what can we remember? The first thing I thought of in running or in this book is simply this, take one step at a time. Put one foot in front of the other foot. Just get through the moment looking at Jesus. I think my frustration, and I know I hit it in the middle of the week as I was doing okay, I was marching along and I started watching the news and then I started to hear, not weeks, months, not one month, maybe three months, and then my frustration grew and then I started thinking, that's a long time, this is difficult, this is challenging, what's going to happen e economically? And the more I looked at the duration, the more, more I looked at how long and how challenging, the more difficult it got in my mind to process. And I felt the Lord say to me, you can't look too far down the road, but just take one step at a time. What am I supposed to do today? Just get one foot in front of the other foot. And it's like running. You get into the middle of a race or a long run, you're tired. You don't necessarily think of how much is left. You think, let me get through the next moment. One moment at a time, one step at a time, getting the energy to doing the will of God in that moment. I think there's something really important in how to do that, and that's that we are to look to Jesus. And obviously we've talked about this before, and Peter walking on the water, and the moment he took his eyes off Jesus, he started to sink. But there's a reality with the idea as well with endurance. You cannot take your eyes off Christ. You know, Jesus in the book of Hebrews is presented as better than angels. He's presented as the final sacrifice. He's presented as the ultimate high priest. He's presented as the one who made it through all temptation. And he's available and ready for us. We can enter boldly into his presence to get the strength we need. We can get that grace, that unmerited favor by simply going to him and looking to him. Not looking at what's going on, not comparing ourselves, 
but looking to Jesus because he is the one who has done everything for us. And he is calling us to himself saying, yet though you are weak, I am strong and my grace is sufficient and I will give you everything you need, but you need to continually, I need to continually go to him every day, not just every day, multiple moments in the day to be refreshed, to be renewed, to rest in that finished work to get us through. It's interesting in chapter 4 in the book of Hebrews as it presents Jesus, because they were going to turn back to these sacrifices and their work and their ability, which would lead them nowhere. He says, no, don't do that. Christ is better, better than Moses, better than the sacrifice. And he's the one who ultimately gives us that final rest. And then it says in chapter 4, let us diligently enter that rest. It's hard when we think of endurance and rest in the same sentence. How does that work? But as we rest in him, we will get endurance. It's interesting at the end of the book, too, it says, obviously, he's the one who had great endurance. And we're to look to him. In chapter 12, verse 2, it says, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. Consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged. We look to him and that he got through and that he did it. It's so interesting and so important that we understand he did it for the joy set before him, which was us. We were his joy. Obedience to the Father was his joy. And I was thinking about that, how he got through because he was looking at us, he loved us, he had joy in us. And I was thinking, that's how we get through. Our joy is in him. Our joy is in, in the circumstance. It's in him. His joy was in us. And our joy is in him. Our joy cannot be in ourselves or what we do or what we accomplish because when we face a time like this it's so difficult but our joy is in the one who was faithful and it's a daily walk one step at a time amy reminded me this week that jesus said take up your cross daily daily not weekly not monthly Daily, we have to come to him and give him our burdens and walk in that relationship. You know, earlier in Hebrews today, it also says today is the day of salvation. The Holy Spirit is always focusing on today, daily, getting through, trusting and resting in Christ. So one step at a time, daily looking to Jesus to find our rest. The second point I want to bring to you that we see in Hebrews is not only is Jesus the way uh, that we're to rest in him, look to him daily, but secondly, you look in the book and you see very clearly that there were examples of encouragement, people who had gone before. And that's why we have Hebrews chapter 11, the great heroes of the faith, that they were almost cheering them on. It says in chapter 12, but since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. People who have gone before and they've made it. They've done it. And I think we're to be encouraged in the fact 
that what we're facing is nothing do, new. And so we can endure knowing that others trusting in the Lord have made it through. But I'll add to that, not only are we to be encouraged by people's stories, but we're to encourage people by our story. It's interesting when you look back to chapter 11, and you probably know that it's quite famous, but it talks about Abraham and Enoch and Moses and Joseph and Sarah and so many of the characters of the Old Testament and how they had faith and when it was very difficult and they didn't see the answers or the promises, they kept enduring, they kept trusting, they kept having faith. And some saw those promises realized in their lifetime and some didn't, but they just kept going. And what an encouragement that is to us. You know, what we're going through, you know, in some ways it's novel and it's new because it shut down a lot of the world all at the same time. But a pandemic isn't new. Death isn't new. Challenge isn't new. There has been great tribulation on this earth already. And people have made it through and their testimony speaks to us. And scripture speaks to us that we can endure by faith, trusting in the Lord. I don't know, back to the running illustration, but if you've run and you're running a race, think of the kilt run, for instance, and we had the opportunity many years to do that cheering station. And you're running and you get to cheer people on, and it's almost, you see their faces in their tiredness pick up because people are encouraging them. And we are to be encouraged by those who have walked before, that God is faithful, that he has helped them and he will help us. But we as well are called to cheer other people on, to tell them that God is faithful, of how he's working in our life. It's so crucial that the body of Christ is stirring and pushing and encouraging one another. We're not called to be judgmental or critical. We have enough of that in this world. We're not called to give bad news. We're called to encourage people, not in what we can do, but in the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. You can do it. Keep going. You're more than a conqueror. And I think we need to be encouraged by what we read in God's word and the testimony of others, but we need to be an encouragement to others. I almost have a practical test, and we've been encouraging you at Northgate, and we will again and again and again. Would you pick up the phone this week? Would you FaceTime this week? Would you text someone this week? Would you tell them of the faithfulness of God? Maybe even right now, pause and think, God, who can I encourage? Who can I call? There's lonely people. There's shut-ins. There's Everyone's isolated. Everyone needs a good word. And a good word in a difficult season, as the proverb says, is like medicine. And we can do this for each other. Even though we're not gathering together, we can encourage each other. Maybe God shows you something in your devotions. Maybe he shows you something in prayer as you're praying for someone else. Give them that word of encouragement. And in their race to endure, it might be exactly what they need today. We need encouragers. We need cheerleaders. We need this cloud of witnesses pointing to Christ saying, He did it. You can do it. Others have done it. And we're going to get through. And He's going to use us for His glory. I think we have a tremendous opportunity here 
to shine in a way that the world desires. So would you think of even right now, who can you encourage? And maybe take one day this week to specifically text someone an encouraging message. Thirdly and finally, I want to tell you in this journey of endurance and even in this book of Hebrews, Jesus is the ultimate finisher. I remember my friend Bob Hi, Bob, if you're watching. But he used to always tell me, you remember closers in baseball? I was actually, there's no sports on TV, but I was watching uh, the Blue Jay Classics, the World Series. Yeah, I'm a diehard. I I guess to get a little sports in me. But I remember one of their greatest closers or finishers. His name was Tom Henke. And the idea is you're playing the game and you almost won the game and you're enduring through, but you bring in this relief pitcher and he comes in and he, finishes the game. He's the one who throws strikes and he gets you to the end. And this game, he got them to the end. And I think it's so crucial for us to understand that God, Jesus, is the ultimate finisher. So the baseball closer, when he finishes the game, he says, he saved the game. That's what Jesus does for us. He's trustworthy. He's a finisher. And when I began to think of this message during the week, what I was thinking of, oh, how could I tell them to train harder and do more? And if they do more, then they can have more endurance. And in some ways that can be correct, but it is so much based on us and our ability and our training. When it gets difficult, we get depressed and discouraged because our eyes have come on to what we can do and how we're doing it. And when it doesn't work out, when we get frustrated, we want to quit. But we need to look at the great finisher because he is enough and he finished and he endured. It says he is the author in chapter 12 of Hebrews, the finisher of our faith. He did it. He is doing it. He will do it. And we are so excited to look at him knowing that he endured. And even though we look in the garden and he fought through and was discouraged, he was strengthened by an angel. That God came and gave him what he needed and he finished everything we need. And I want to encourage you very Like if you remember anything in this time and you need endurance, would you know that Jesus had all endurance and he finished? And there's going to be times in our race when we can't run anymore and he picks us up and he gets us going and he gives us what we need and he is faithful and he delights in us. And each day he's going to give us exactly what we need. And he says to us today, in our need of endurance, come to me all who are weary, all who need strength. I have enough strength for you. Lay your burden down upon me. Yoke yourself to me and I will power you through this. That it is Jesus who's going to finish and we just need to yoke to his endurance and his goodness well how do we do that we call out to him we give ourselves to him and it's not about our striving and our effort it's about his finished work would you cling to that today maybe you're frustrated
Maybe you're tired. Cling to Jesus. Be encouraged in him. We have need for endurance. But if we look to him day by day, we can see that he's the finisher. And you can cheer others on with that truth. And you can look in God's word that he got other people through. This book is a statement of how God helped his saints get through. They're cheering us on today and we can cheer each other on. And I want to cheer you on. Cling to Christ. Yoke yourself to him. And he'll give you all you need. So let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, for your grace your undeserved favor, your strength and your power. Thank you for this book in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews. And though in trial, in persecution, in difficulty, the author, the Holy Spirit, was encouraging them, keep going. You have need of endurance. Finish your race. Keep your eyes on Christ. And this morning, maybe you are discouraged. Would you take time just to pause and hold on to him and see how good Christ is to you? Lord, we give you praise. We give you all glory. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. May you have a blessed day and a blessed week. We look forward to hearing from you and for you connecting with us. We'll see you later.